Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists. And welcome to the clinic on WISN and WIBA in Madison, hosted today by Joe Still and Aaron Spitzner. This, we we got to come up with like a f- catchy phrase for this. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're not worthy of that. Here, Spitz and Still, Still and Spitzers. It's got to be something out there. We'll work on that. We'll work on it. Welcome back, guys. Thank you. Great to be here, Paul. Good to see you. The Kowal Investment Group, um, of course, Jeff Kowal, the host of the show on a weekly basis, both of Aaron and, um, you know, you guys, Joe, you've been on the show many times, and we welcome you back to the studio. We are live. So any questions about retirement, your retirement, uh, we're going to address those today. Let's open up phone lines right now at the top of the hour. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, it's open for your calls at 799-1130, 799-1130. We've actually got a lot of good topics to address, too, and one of them uh, is jumping ahead looking at election year next year and just looking at history and typically how do the markets react and the what-ifs will get into spits, like yep. what if Trump wins, what if Trump loses, how do most experts think the market will react? Remember last election, the night when we found out Trump was going to win, the futures. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was a crazy night. <laughs> I, that- I, I, I was watching that with a couple of friends, and we were just laughing because until um, President Trump started to turn the table and started to win, um, or it looked like he was going to win. The futures were down significantly. It was huge, and then and then it, and it just swung. It, it just just like that, like yeah. the next day. Yep. It, and ever since, I mean, let's let's admit it. It's been a nice little run, guys. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess that's that's the other thing you bring up is the fact that there's going to be a lot of volatility going into the election year, um, and kind of taking a look at the the long, kind of long run over the course of time, how we think the markets are going to fare. Um, so we'll, we'll look back historically how they've done, depending upon an election, uh, Democrat or Republican, and what that might mean going forward. And we don't even know who the Democrat is yeah. yet. So Yeah, again, a lot of speculation, but just kind of a, a thing historically, because it's a question that I get, you know, if maybe three out of five people are asking me that question, hey, what what could this mean for the markets? Well, you know, next year, who knows? I mean, knows? there's going to be a lot of volatility in the fourth, and basically in the last year of, of any uh you know, presidential cycle here and getting to the fourth year, it's going to be a lot of ups and downs. There's it's a lot no, of unknowns. It's but. November 9th of 2019. We basically have exactly a yeah. year. So just under a year till election day. So you're, you're right. A lot of what is, but it's yeah. fun. It's fun to speculate, I think. Kind of. I, I mean, <laughs> it can be stressful for some. <laughs> now, if you're nearing retirement, and Joe, this is one of the topics you wanted to bring up today. The transition from your current life, working a job to retirement. Some people handle it differently than others. Yeah, it's not as easy as you would think. You know, think about you're working for, you know, 30, 40 years of your life, and then all of a sudden, um, you're not working. And how do you fill that, that time? What kind of uh, purpose you know, do you see in your life of what are you going to fill that time with? And you know, I, I, I've had conversations recently with clients that, that retired, and it takes some time to kind of figure out what you're going to do. Are and, they bored? Are they calling you all the time? 
Uh, not necessarily. We meet for coffee um, again? No, but it's 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 diff- it's more difficult than you would think. Uh, They're not just sitting on a rocking chair in the front porch. Correct. You know, that was retirement, I think. And first off, we're living longer. That plays into it. Americans are living longer. Correct. And we have clients that will retire young, meaning in their late 50s, early 60s, and they might be in retirement longer than they worked. Police officer, uh, actually Milwaukee homicide detective, who I grew up with and a close friend, just retired, 53. Oh. So it's like, what are you, you going to do? <laughs> right. So We've had breakfast at least three times recently, and I'm the only guy at breakfast that's not retired. Right. All these other guys are just, and they love it. What, what, what's his plan at 53? Uh, his wife owns some nursing homes All and right. is helping her, but she's also transitioning out of that as well. They just want to live a happy life, and their mm-hmm. kids are being married, and possibly they'll be grandparents. Um, enough to keep them busy. Yeah. You know, enough hunting, enough travel, just stuff yeah. to keep busy. Yeah. And I think I will, would handle it, but I don't think, Joe, we know. You don't know until you're there. Correct. And I found an article uh, that is in the Journal of Financial Planning, I'm sure, a magazine that everyone's, you know, looking at on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's right. why we have you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but the title of the article is Location, Vocation, and Vacation finding the retirement place and pace that works. And it's written by Mitch Anthony, and he's an author in the, in the industry. And he did a study of recent retirees. So the, the about 500 retirees that on average have been retired about seven years. And, and the goal was to find out what's working and what's not working in retirement. And you know, how do we learn from, from those people that have retired for a while and how can we give advice to people that are nearing or in retirement, which obviously is right in our, our sweet spot. That's the majority of the clients that we work with. Is there such a thing as semi-retired? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one of the, the recommendations in the article and the recommendations by those, what they call retire mentors, mm-hmm. uh, that you take some time to think through what you're going to do, and then maybe pull back a little bit on the reins and work uh, part-time. I want to say part-time or work less hours. It's like weaning yourself off of your job. Right. And the key is to finding your pace for retirement so it's not a big transition. So you just roll roll into it. I want to do that. I'm going to talk to Belling and see if I can just roll in on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Yeah, I mean, it sounds, sounds reasonable. I don't see why they don't have want a to start test, testing the waters. Yeah, I just want to make sure retirement's okay for me. But that, that's actually something I've been hearing a lot of too. Is uh, somebody might be in a in a, a position of like, yeah, you know, for example, an executive at a company or, or kind of uh, upper upper management, and they're tired of the stress. Uh, they're tired of working the long hours. You know, they may have grandkids on the way or whatever it might be, and they don't want to fully pull the plug right. um, and, and, and lose the income because it might be a couple of years before their access to social security benefits or uh, pension income or whatever it may be. So they want to keep having some earned income coming in. So they'll just reduce their, uh, you know, take like a cut in pay and pay and reduce some of their, their workload uh, but to, the, to capture that. There's factors like, you know, am I ready for Medicare? Medicare yet, mm-hmm. right? Um, am I eligible for that? Am I Social Security? Where Where are my retirement plans at? So, Joe, let's go back to the focus of this article because there's so many factors. A, can I retire from a financial standpoint? That's got to be the first question. Right, correct. You, you know, 
the majority of these people had between 500,000 and 3 million in investable assets. So, but you bring up a great point and that's something obviously we can help you with. If you, if you do have questions about your retirement, give us a call and we'll go through that process to figure out, do I have enough assets to retire? You know, somebody with 15,000 in savings might say, wow, that's a lot of money. 500 to, uh, others might say 500,000. That's not going to get me through how many more years of life do I have left? Right, right. It just depends on, uh, how much you're going to spend. Yeah right? And your lifestyle and what lifestyle you want to lead. And then where are those sources of income coming from? And uh, we can help you through that. I, I got a real quick question. And this just deals with the great little run that we've been on, this economy that we're in. It's fantastic. So people are looking at their 401k plans for the most part. I don't want to make this across the board. They've been up, right? They've been doing good. Yeah. And if you look at it, uh, our economy is in good shape. And most importantly, and, and these are the conversations we're having with our clients, the consumer is in outstanding shape right now. Unemployment is at a 50-year low at 3.6%. Uh, wages are up 3% year over year. More money in that consumer's pocket. Oil has stayed low, so gas has stayed low. That's oh, my a gosh. The price the of gas, if you take away the, the tax, right. this, it's unbelievable. Right. And what do consumers typically do when they have more money in their pocket? They spend it. They spend it. We go out to dinner. Yep. So now you're talking about trickle-down economics. Right. Movie theaters, restaurants, bars, vacation, travel, rental car. Everybody benefits from the strong economy. Right, right. And, you know, if you look at towards the end of this year, uh, we expect, you know, the the retail environment to be very positive. We expect people to spend money. They call it the Santa Claus rally at the end of the year. Uh, I don't know if we're going to go gangbusters, but... We think we're still going up at the end of the year, and and that's. Is there know. in the back of your mind? Um, I'll ask both of you this: Aaron Spitzner and Joe Still. What goes up must come down. Somewhere in the back of that pessimistic, the glass is half empty kind of approach. It's got to turn around sooner or later. And history would indicate all markets go up and they go down. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, and, and do you prepare for that? Are we going to correct? Absolutely. That's a normal part of the market. We prepare for that. So when we go through and do our uh, retirement cash flow analysis with our clients, we actually prepare for a 2008 event happening again. Put it in historical context. That type of drop in the market has only happened three times in the last 92 years. So is it likely it's going to happen again? No, but we're going we're gonna to prepare for that. Prepare for the worst Hope for the best. And if it if the worst doesn't happen, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. But if it does, you're prepared for it. Yeah. And the one thing we need to get prepared for, and we've been talking again in our, our reviews with our clients the last three weeks about this, is volatility for next year is going to come back. I call it the uh, circus is coming back to town with the presidential election coming up, and it's probably going to be nastier than it was you know, the, the last time. No, I don't believe that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> so it, volatility is coming back to the market. It, it depends on who their candidate yes. is. I, I, well, I, I, should, I mean, we don't know. We just, Bloomberg announced yesterday, oh, Michael yeah, Bloomberg, I might get into the race now. Right? So, there was speculation that Hillary was going to get yeah. back. I think that's shot down. So you're looking at Warren, uh, Biden, and maybe Bernie Sanders, but I think it's Warren or Biden at this point, right? 
We have the Democrat. We got the DNC in our city, you guys. Yeah. In summer, it's going to be a crazy year. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, not even if you think about kind of the like Joe said, like with the markets, like a big sell-off. I mean, not only are you prepared for that, but also think about what we've been going through the last couple of months. It's like, okay, here came August. August, the markets were down. And then we got to the end of August. In August, all the news was talking about recession, recession, recession. Okay, the markets go back up. And now it's like they're calmly going up. They're going up. All of a sudden, here we get now at the early November, and it's like, oh, my gosh, another percent today, another percent today. Right, right. And things keep going up. So you, you don't want to get caught kind of looking over your shoulder because I heard a lot of that rhetoric earlier in the summer where people say, hey, I, I, I'm afraid of this market. I'm afraid we're going to have a, another market crash. Well, if you, if you live your life like that, right, you might leave some earnings on the, And you have to keep up with inflation, so you have to have some stock exposure in your portfolio. Um, but it's important to have that balance. It's important to make sure you're comfortable with your allocation. And kind of like we talked about, oh, this was last time we were on, was that September? Kind of looking at your risk tolerance and making sure that you're comfortable with it and you can sleep at night with your portfolio kind of with the ups and downs of what you could feel like. Like, is this going to end at some point in time? Sure it is. I mean, we're going to have yep. some sort of a, a marginal correction here. But um, for now, I mean, uh, and things I think, are going good. I know we got to see kind of break here, but yeah. Joe's in a matter of, we were, we overreact to every little daily announcement. We, oh, we yeah. kind of – and we not meaning we, but as a society. Absolutely. You look at the media. They are trying to capture your attention and keep you watching their program. Have you noticed every time you look up at – I don't care what it is, CNN, Fox, whatever you watch, exclusive or breaking news all the time. Right. Well, right. every – and all the markets are going to react to this. And then you're right. We do overreact to everything. And then it turns out, oh, it wasn't so bad. Right. There wasn't a recession after all. Right. And that's why we have regular conversations with our clients to um, – I, I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> calm them down. Um, I don't want to say talk them off the ledge, but when the market's falling pretty fast, we'll have some clients, and, and we want them to call in if they're nervous, and we'll put things into context and say volatility is a normal part of the market. We can get through these volatile times because we've prepared for them. We've set up a diversified portfolio for Well, you, you. mentioned callers. You might also hear your friends or family saying, I'm up 20% in my 401k. And, uh, well, I'm not up that much. Why? Well, let's, let's talk about that. Correct. Um, now is the time to call in. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from Aaron Kowal in the special boss minute. That's for business owners for their savings and security, the acronym BOSS. We do that every week. It's coming up. We have a sexy segment in the second half of the show. We're going to look ahead to election year 2020 and look at history and just kind of speculate on what next year is going to be like. And Joe Still's uh, overall theme of that transition into retirement. We welcome your input, your questions right now on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 799-1130, The Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists, Aaron Spitzner and Joe Still are your hosts. I'm Paul Kronforst. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. It's estimated that 10,000 baby boomers hit retirement age every single day. That's a huge number. A lot of those are business owners. Many of these soon-to-be retirees have created and run a successful business for many years, but are now wondering what's the next step. 
they ask themselves many questions like should they transfer their business to their children, their employees, or maybe sell the company to, company to a third party? It's important to consider these issues. Statistically, 85% of a business owner's net worth is tied up in their business. So this makes it critical to get the planning done right. And if possible, get the planning done early as well. Having an exit plan puts you in control of the situation. If the planning is done, the groundwork laid, then a lot of the stress can be taken out of what's going to happen with what is most likely your most valuable asset. It'll also provide you with adaptability and flexibility if plans change. Get your succession plan going now so if something happens, there isn't a fire sale that can put your plans and your family's plans in jeopardy. That is Aaron Kowal, today's Boss Minute for Business Owner Savings and Security. Just a quick P.S. to that Joe and Spitz. As we, there, there's the name, Joe and Spitz. It just flows. Joe's still Aaron Spitzner in studio. <laughs> you guys work with business owners all the time. All the and time. that was the focus. Each week we do this just as a reminder, business owners also need a retirement plan. Yes. Most business owners, uh, especially in the smaller business uh, arena, have most of their assets tied up into their business. So how do you create a plan, um, as Aaron said, to exit the business and use some of those assets to fund your retirement? And that's where we really help counsel them on uh, making that transition and creating that plan for retirement income, how to how to use that income to to cover the expenses in their retirement, and then what's the game plan for passing that business along? Is it going, mm-hmm. you know, to their uh, their heirs? Uh, you know, we can also assist in in helping find the right group of people for them to talk to to put that game plan. Doesn't together. always go to the heirs, right? Sometimes right. it's just a sale, right? Exactly. Um, exactly. And during that commercial break, I realized we began the show without mentioning the elevator speech, and we need to do this because now you guys are in Madison. So there's a Middleton office. We are on a WIBN radio, so we got that uh, radio market covered. In addition to the Madison office in Racine, Phoenix, Arizona, Port Washington, up in Ozaukee County, world headquarters for the Cobalt Investment Group, of course, you're in Waukesha. Yes, of course. Many, many locations. And the Cobalt Way is your website, K-O-W. A-L, the Kowalway, uh, dot com. You're also all over social media. Spitz, I'll let you cover oh, social you media. Al- you always come to me for well, social the media. You're, and, the, and I, you're the millennial in the room. <laughs> Wait a second. I think I'm like a... Did you, did you not just talk about Facebook in our break? Did I? Yes. I thought I was talking about Yeti Cups. Yeah, you're talking about some guy in Facebook. Oh, whatever so. it is. Yeah. Um, the Manitowoc Minute guy. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Oh, see, I got a short time. I got a bad memory. I don't know what's going on here. Um... Yeah, we're also on, what is it, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, am I missing anything here? Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. Yep. That's it. it. Yeah, no. and you, yeah. so we're on all the, all three of those. Easy to find us. Um, we, we post really good content yep. on you know retirement, the markets, yep. uh, retirement topics, market trends. Uh, so What's the new one that, that we have on there, too, with uh, the pension, GE pension? Oh, yeah, we just posted an article uh, on uh, pensions um, and, you know, there's a GE just froze their pension. Yeah, Jeff talked about that last week. Yeah. I think it was in the show. Yeah, and so and they also offered a buyout um, to you know current employees that have a pension um, that was frozen or have left the company. And if you need help on that, give our office a call two six two five two two forty forty. We've I don't know I can't even count how many plans I've looked at in the last uh, month of. 
answering that question for clients, do I take the lump sum? Do I take the annuity? Yeah, and, that's and a big that's decision. A, that's a big decision. And we'll run the numbers for you to figure out. So it's uh, not, it's case by case. It's not it, one size yeah. fits all. It, it's case by case. Yeah. Uh, and we'll run the numbers for you to figure out uh, what makes the most sense um, from a financial perspective. But then there's some... There's some subjective items in there that you have to consider. You look at GE, uh, is it going to be a, you know, the going concern of that company? Is there a chance it could go into bankruptcy? Uh, I worked for a company a long time ago that went into bankruptcy, and the pension plan, which I was a participant for a couple of years, mm-hmm. went to the uh, PBGC, which is the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation, and typically, if that's the case, then you you will lose a portion of, of your benefits. Not not all of it, but some. Not all of it, but some. I mean, that's not good, though. That's not good, you and it's something to consider. Even if the annuity provides you a better present value, a, a higher amount over that long term compared to the lump sum, you have to take into consideration some of these other factors of maybe if this company, if there's a a higher probability that this company would go out of business um, or at least have to file for Chapter 11, would it make sense for me to take that lump sum? Joe, you gave out the phone number. I want to give that out again to talk to somebody at the Coal Investment Group. And again, those locations we just mentioned, here's a phone number for all of them, 262-522-4040. And these are the guys you hear during the business, the market updates on WISN and WIBA Monday through Friday. Uh, on our own station here, it's during the Mark Belling Show every afternoon. So we get those um, market updates. You guys are on top of things yeah. as they change. And this overall theme, Joe, I, I do want to finish up your thoughts on that transition. We never really completed that conversation, that transition into retirement. Yes. Yeah, so this uh, this article uh, we mentioned earlier, uh, some great information in it. You know, you heard Aaron Kowal in the Boss Minute talk about you know business owners having an exit strategy. I think it applies to retirees too, having an exit strategy. So if you look at the advice from the retire mentors, which are the the participants in this study, um, uh, three points. They said, back away from work slowly. That was one of their uh, recommendations. And so, you know, when you start to look at when you're going to retire, put a game plan together for maybe exiting um, a little slowly so you can figure out what works best for you in retirement. Plan out your game plan and have an idea of what you want to do. And their, their recommendation was find something you can get excited about um, and something that energizes you, whatever that is. Take some time to identify that. And that might be, that honestly, that might be working part-time and something you really love doing. Uh, you've heard people talk about going back and working at Home Depot because they don't need the money. And the majority of these people in the study, they didn't go back to work because they needed the money. They have plenty of money to retire. They went back to work to find some purpose. To keep their sanity. To keep their sanity. <laughs> keep their clarity. To not fight with their spouse. I Get think one of them that, out of the house. I, I think that's a part of it. Sometimes <laughs> all of a sudden you're not with your spouse during the day at all. And here's a routine. Boom. Just like that. All day, all night, you're always with each other. Well, you hear it all the time. Oh, we're going to kill each other when he yes. retires. You know, I hear so. that all the time, too. So it's not a bad thing to have a hobby. I think everybody should have something to focus on. Right. right? With me, it's, it's music. I, I, I like music. I play in different bands. That's what I would be doing. I would be doing. I, I, I always say I could never be bored in retirement. And then I look and talk to friends and they said, oh, yeah, it'll happen, Paul. Yeah. Because the music thing only goes after a couple hours. Okay, I need a break from that. Right. 
And somehow going to work every day keeps you engaged. So just to do it part-time, like you said, Home Depot, Walmart greeters, we joke about it, but right. those are the guys that are doing it. If it if you enjoy doing it, who cares what you're doing, right? Exactly. As long as you enjoy it. And uh, one of the other things found in the study was that volunteering provided the biggest purpose payoff. So finding an organization that you have a passion for and spending time doing that really um, – was the biggest benefit and, and, and gave the biggest payoff. To My mom retirees. did that at um, the new Aurora Hospital in Grafton on Highway 60. Uh, she volunteered her time. They need people doing all kinds of things. Yeah. And she loved it. Yeah, my parents have been retired for quite a while now, and they're busier than they've ever been, <laughs> and, they, and they love it. They volunteer at the hospital. They volunteer at the local food pantry. And my dad talks to anybody. He's he's kind of the older generation. He will he will strike up a conversation with anyone that's there, and now, he loves it. One reminder to these retired people: when you strike up these conversations, because I've had it with my own family. I'm looking at my watch. I, I got to go to work. <laughs> I, I got to get going here. Oh, but did you see the weather next week? You know, it's going to cool out. Yes, I I get that. I would love to stay for an hour and talk about the weather, but I have a job to do. Isn't it funny? Oh, uh, I, as, a, as a kid, I would just, I'm like, Dad, come on. Let's gotta go. go. <laughs> we got to go. I've got a dad that's like your dad, yeah. and he will strike up a conversation with anybody, too. But I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Socially, stay oh, busy. A- absolutely. And then uh, one of the other things, and we can put the bow on this article, uh, that I thought was very interesting was some of the retire myths, they call them. Um, and and uh, I thought it was very interesting. So uh, retirees are going back to school. That was a myth. So what percent of this study do you think of retirees go back to school? And uh, I'll go really low. 15%. 7%. Oh. So not a whole lot of retirees are going back to school. The next one was retirees are moving abroad. What percent do you think retire? One percent. Oh, I'll say five. Two percent. So not too many retirees are moving uh, Even though you're here talked about all the time. Right? So, and this is one we talk about a lot. Uh, are retirees moving, moving to a different state? Um, we, we, we had this conversation earlier, and he asked me this question. I said, what did I say? Like, I bet 60% say they're going to move, and maybe 20% do. Yeah. 75% stay. In their in their current yeah. location, so 25%. only only twenty five percent move. But a lot yeah. of people talk about it. Oh yeah, Florida, but, yeah. Arizona, we're gonna move. We're gonna yeah. move, and we're. I'm not. This snow is garbage. And then all of a sudden, a grandkid comes. That's, ah, we're not gonna move anymore. You know what? And we want to be around the family. And, uh, that that is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're born and ra- I was born and raised here, and I, I I would love to be in a warmer climate. I really would. I don't like yeah. this snow. And the older I get, the worse and crabbier I get when it's cold. Fact is, I don't think I'm ever gonna move. Right. Yeah. Mm, you gotta leave your kids. But, you know, and, and one of the things we do, we, we, mer- we wear many hats as an advisor for our clients. And one of the hats we wear is just kind of a consultant when it comes to making that transition. And so that's why it's important. Uh, and, and if you look in this study, over 60% of the individuals in this study worked with a financial advisor. And they considered them the number one uh, source of retirement planning information. So the key is, if you're listening today and you're thinking, man, I'm getting close to retirement, but I have no idea what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. This is part of our conversation when we go through our process is, okay, let's talk about that and let's put a plan together. Take the financials out of it. We'll cover that, obviously, to make sure you have enough to retire financially. But we're going to also talk about 
what are you going to do in retirement? What's your game plan? And we can yeah. help walk you through that uh, process to figure out. You talked what about your moving game plan a, is. abroad, and let's face it, not many people do that. Europe's overrated anyway. I've been there. It's. <laughs> It's not overrated. It's very nice. I'm just saying, I, I don't plan to move to Europe or, or any or Australia. I was there last year. Very nice. I don't think I'm retiring there. However, in all seriousness, maybe I'm not going to move full-time to Florida or Arizona or any warmer state, but there's a compromise. You might want to buy a condo. Right. Right? Yeah. Uh, maybe not the best condo, but just a place to be and spend the winter months and keep your house up right. in Wisconsin. There's actually a, a very good article. I, I don't know if it was... Uh, today in the Wall Street Journal or yesterday, but it was it was a an article about basically about Donald Trump now moving from New York to Florida, his permanent residence, to save on taxes. Right? I yep. mean, he's he's being taxed to death in New York. Our Rush Limbaugh did the same thing and it, openly talks about it on his show. And and what the article talks about is is keeping those records and what it takes to be a a, a full time citizen of Florida or any other of these like kind of tax free or low tax states because. You have to have good records. You have to be there for a certain amount of days a year. I mean, you have to sh- like prove to them that you're actually a citizen of that. So if it means like moving certain things or – I mean, there's all these fine details behind yeah. it. But um, I think it ties into that pretty well because we get asked that question sometimes too. So what does it take You know, if I'm going to ha- buy a house in Florida uh, to save on tax, income taxes? I'm going to be moved down there. What kind of records do I have to keep in order to, um, you know, to be – labeled as a resident of Florida, even though I like coming back here for six months a year. If your clients of the Cowell Investment Group do decide to retire, move out of state, can they retain you as a financial advisor? Absolutely. Uh, We are licensed in, is it 31 states? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so absolutely. We, so maybe not Alaska, but otherwise you got it covered. No, we actually uh, we actually are is that right? licensed in Alaska. Yes. So that's on my bucket yes. list. Have you yeah. ever been to Alaska, Spence? No. I, I, I don't know. Nope. I just like to go and kind of experience it. I would I want to live there? Per- no, I don't think so. For sure. But it's beautiful. The whole uh, staying light all day thing is just fascinating to me. I, I'll just continue to watch Alaska State Troopers. That is, that, that's that's how I get my show. fill of Alaska. <laughs> or those guys that go off the grid. Yeah, and build that, a ca- that one too. Yeah. How to build a cabin in two weeks. <laughs> off the grid. Yeah. <laughs> and they I can't even build video. a wood rack in I, my backyard without I, screwing I, that up. I couldn't build a doghouse. <laughs> I'm not a handy guy. I could not do that. But it's fun to watch, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, uh, bef- we've got the sexy segment coming up. And Spitz, I don't want to shortchange you yeah. on your yeah, holy election you guys always shortchange here. me here. I know. Sorry. Joe talks too much. That's okay. Uh, we need, we, we got to guy. take care of Grandpa Spitz. Yeah. We got to take care of Grandpa That's right. Well, here's my question, though. Your brief thoughts on next year. Election year. Historically, right. how are election years in All the right. market? So this is, a, again, this is, this is not my kind of my numbers, right? This is uh, a guy by the name of Jeffrey Hirsch. And this was an article posted also in the Wall Street Journal titled, What Stock Market Investors Should Know About Presidential Cycles. Uh, so I thought it was interesting, again, given all the questions I've been getting lately from clients. So Jeffrey Hirsch, who the heck is he? He's basically this guru of historical stock market uh, data. His family is, um, his father was the first one to publish the Stock Traders Almanac in 1967. Uh, so he's been involved in it for a real long time. His family is actually the, 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 the people who invented, right, the, the phenomenon of the Santa Claus rally, like we talked about earlier. Uh, the um, sell in May and go away, the January barometer. So all those kind of things we hear about the stock market, that came from this guy uh, and his family. So the Hirsch organization, and then they run the Stock Traders Almanac. Um, 
so if you look at some of these things, that the Wall Street Journal asked him, they said, uh, what are your expectations for a normal presidential cycle here? Um, he said the strength is in the, the third year, which we're seeing that today. Um, election years are mediocre on average and have been really volatile in recent years, like 2000, 2004, and 2008. Markets struggled, and we had a real, battle, like, real battleground election. So it, like we kind of talked about earlier today, a lot of volatility. Market didn't really do much what at the end of the year. What was 2016? Like I can't even remember going back. Uh, 2016 was basically up and down, up and down, up and down. Then once Trump got elected, I think we basically from end of basically November into December would probably were up. I don't eight nine percent something like it's, that. It's been an upward climb ever since. Yeah, a lot of uncertainty. Wall Street likes President Trump. I don't care, yeah. right? You, I yep. mean, people may not like him. I know Whoopi doesn't like him, and I know Joy <laughs> Bayer doesn't like him. <laughs> not a surprise. But Wall Street does like Donald <laughs> yeah. Trump. Yeah, and and to put it into context, this topic is more of what to expect next year and what to expect within the markets. But we prepare. We set up a diversified portfolio. Prepare for the worst. Stress test a plan to make sure that. All of our clients' retirement plans are, call it, uh, prepared for, for a the downturn. What yeah. oh, pre- we're for not, downturn. Yeah, we're not trying. They're prepared for a downturn. We're not trying to time the market. We're, we're looking at this to just have context and be able to understand what's going on and, and how history uh, has, how things have, have played out in history in, in the market. And not that we're trying to time this and trying to get in and out yeah. at, at, certain times. So don't be surprised next year, Aaron, what you're saying is if it is a little more volatile than this year, the third year. Yeah. So we look at going in the next year, more volatility, a lot of uncertainty. Uh, The year following now the election, right? So now here we go into, uh, depending on who gets elected, um, with a second term Republican president, the market has gained an average of 9.2% in post-election years. Though the two times we've had a re-elected Republican with Democrats now, a re-elected Republican with Democrats controlling both the House and Senate, the Dow lost, on average, almost 15%. Mm. So something to keep in the back of your mind here. The one time we had a re-elected Republican with the Republican Senate and a Democratic House was under Ronald Reagan, and the market gained about, let's see, 28% in that year. So, again, it depends on, you know, you might have Republican if you kind of have a, a split Congress, if you have it a little bit more divided, it, it makes a difference there. I, I know we got a break in the sexist yep. segment coming up next. I can look at the TV screen right behind you, and I can tell you who's not going to be the Democratic candidate. And that's Harris. Because know what she's proposing? To extend the school day. She's proposing oh, yeah. a bill to extend <laughs> the school day till 6 p.m. across the nation. I might win a lot of parent votes. So. <laughs> I might win a lot of parents. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what Keep is she longer? thinking? I don't know. Oh, my God. No, she's not going to be the candidate. I can tell you that. Probably Warren Biden or somebody else that we don't know about. Who knows? Uh, But, yeah, the interesting stuff to think ahead. And then the what ifs. What if Warren wins? What if Biden wins? If if Trump does lose? What if Bloomberg gets in? What if he wins? So there's a lot of what ifs. And it'll be a fun year for sure next year, 2020, to kind of follow along. We do have the sexy segment coming up next. So we go. Quick break. We'll be right back on WISN and WIBA Madison. There is a Kowal Investment Group located in Middleton, in Port Washington, Racine, and of course Phoenix, Arizona. The Kowalway.com with Joe Still and Aaron Spitzner. I'm Paul Cronforst. We'll be right back. Under my pillow, and I'd pull it like a soul anymore when a restless feeling. Keeps me up. 
All right, that music says it's time for the sexy segment. And by way of background, uh, Jeff Kowal not here today, but Joe Still and Aaron Spitzner are in studio, and this is about preserving your wealth, wealth management and preservation. So, Joe, it's one thing to obtain wealth or get to a certain point. You mentioned before landmarks, 500 grand, a million, two million, whatever it is for your your goal, but can you preserve that? You don't want to see that go down. Right, correct. In this segment, uh, we focus on those individuals that um, you know have a net worth of a million dollars or more. And this one I thought was, was great timing. Uh, we're getting towards the end of the year. We're in the fourth quarter, and you have to look and see, have uh, you taken your required minimum distribution? So when you're 70 and a half, uh, the government says, okay, it's time uh, for all of your qualified accounts, your IRAs, you have to start uh, taking withdrawals. The government wants uh, to get paid on, on that money and get their tax revenue. And one of the ways that you can reduce the amount, take that required minimum distribution but have it not count against you as income is through what's called a qualified charitable distribution. And what the qualified charitable distribution is, if you have organizations that you give money to and you're 70 and a half and you're giving the money anyway, you might as well take advantage of this and it doesn't count against you as income for the year. So if you think about it, if you take a withdrawal, a distribution from your IRA, um, it would count as income. Um, You're going to pay income tax on that. However, if you take this qualified charitable distribution and you can take up to $100,000 a year as a qualified charitable distribution, uh, it does not count against uh, you as income for the year. Um, So you can save some, some tax revenue there. But what are the qualifications? Uh, you have to be 70 and a half. That money has to go directly to that organization. And we do this all the time for clients. We have a form we fill out and we send the check directly to that uh, organization. And the other kicker is you can't receive any benefit from providing that money to that organization. Um, so, you know, you, you can't have a situation set up where, yeah, I'm going to donate to this organization. And I'm going to get something in return for that. It has to be purely a donation. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point. Yeah. Right. 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 Of course. And so we, we have these conversations with clients all the time, especially those clients that have a larger amount of money. Say you have a million or $2 million in your IRA. Uh, you know, roughly it's about 4% a year that you have to take out when you start at 70 and a half. Um, and if you're giving money anyway, why not um, give that money to an organization and have it not count against you from a tax perspective? And it could be your favorite a charity, whatever. It right. could be a church. It right. could be Make-A-Wish. It could be whatever, right? right. right. Um, in general, these dates always kind of perplex me. Like, okay, my 401k plan, what's the very earliest I could start taking withdrawals out of it? If well, I stay working. If you stay working. At 59 and a half, you can start taking money out of that um, qualified account penalty free. Mm-hmm. You're still going to have to pay tax on it. Correct. And um, if you keep the money in your 401k and say you retire early, there is a provision at 55 that you can start getting access to that money penalty free. So if we do have somebody that retires very early, 
we would tell them, let's keep a portion of those assets. It's got to stay in a company retirement plan. It stays in there. You can't but... roll it out into your IRA and then at, at fit before you turn 50, uh, nine and a half and start taking it out unless you do what's called a, a 72 T. I which... can't just put it in my checking account either. No, correct. <laughs> correct. You don't want to do but that. But I can start taking, taking out as early as yeah. well, 59 and a half. You said, yeah. So for those who haven't taken their required minimum distribution for the end of the year, and you're giving money to charity anyway, look at that qualified charitable distribution. If you have questions, give our office a call 262-522-4040 and we can help you, um, see if the, uh, Qualified charitable distribution makes sense for you. We'll be right back with the Retirement Clinic on WISN and WIBA after this. Only a minute left in the Retirement Clinic. We just enough time to say thank you for joining us, everybody. Aaron Spitzner, a yep. shout-out you wanted to do. Yeah, I, you know, I, I missed it earlier, so I got to do it now to Muskego football. It was a great win last night. I was able to, what is like, they don't, they don't have these on TV, so I had to like stri- figure out how to stream it on my iPad, then then put it on the TV so I could watch it. But I mean, it was is that your, was a, it was a close your game. alma mater? Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, the alma mater, and I see now I, that my kids are out of high school and they're following. Oh, football. I still follow. I played football. You know, that was my glory days, right? That's awesome. So we weren't quite as good as they are now, but now uh, I love it when they get to state and you watch the games yeah. at Camp Ron. That is the best time of the year, high school football. Yeah. Um, so. Congrats to Muskego. Yes. And Joe Still, thank you so much. Let's go over these locations and to visit the Kowal Investment Group. I can start with the Kowalway.com or call you. Yes, our world headquarters is in Waukesha. Uh, we have a beautiful office in Port Washington and one in uh, Mount Pleasant, uh, so the Racine area. Uh, and then Jeff is in our location out in Arizona right now. And uh, then obviously the one in Middleton we've already talked about. If you have $750,000 or more in investable assets and you're looking for some help with any retirement-related topic, please give our office a call or visit our website. Our number is 262-522-4040. Uh, the website is thekowalway.com. And we'd love to talk to you and help you in any way that you need help. Thanks for joining us on The Retirement Clinic on WISN and WIBA.